0: Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hitchcock. The Next Level Leadership Podcast exists with you in mind. It exists to raise you to your next level of leadership. We've got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be continuing the series entitled The Leader Sees with this week's focus being on legacy. The effective leader always looks to leave a lasting, positive legacy everywhere they go. So stay tuned for this exciting episode and you'll find out exactly how you and I can do that in our everyday life. You do not want to miss this. Well, it is so great to be with you once again today. As always, I'm joined by Josh Parnell. Josh, we're going to be talking about the Leader C's legacy. I think this is an exciting episode.
1: This is a very exciting episode, Josh. I'm excited to get into this. Legacy is a favorite topic
0: of mine, and so I'm ready to do this. The leader sees legacy. The leader sees legacy. You know, each and every one of us are going to leave a legacy. You and I will be remembered by what we said or what we didn't say, by what we did or what we didn't do. And while we can't control the fact that we will be remembered, I believe we can control two things. I believe, number one, we can control how people remember us. And I believe, number two, we can control the longevity of our memory, how long is our memory, how long does it last, Once we're gone. And Josh, I agree. You know, you talked about we are going to be
1: remembered by what we said or didn't say or what we did or didn't do. But also, we have the opportunity to impact people and make them feel something. You know, people feel real, raw emotions every day. And, you know, there's a famous quote by Maya Angelou, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but she says something to the effect of I've learned that people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. And when you look back at certain people in your lifetime. A lot of times you don't remember everything they said or did. On occasion you will, but you'll certainly remember how they made you feel. And there's a reason that you hold a special place in your heart because of the way they
0: made you feel. When you're talking about how you're making people feel in day-to-day life, I mean, relationships, I feel like, can be determined based on that, right? Like, how many people that they check every box for why you should be, I don't know, relationally close to them, right? Like, they check every single, like, oh, they're smart, they're this, they're that, they're this. But then you don't find yourself around them because of how they made you feel, right? Like, just, it's a feeling, right? And I love, you're talking about Maya Angelou, and this talks about people will remember how you made them feel more than they remember what you say. It's so true because you can quote unquote do all of the right things, but if you do it in a way that people don't feel the warmth, they don't feel the empathy, they don't feel the care. In a lot of ways, that's going to be your legacy.
1: Well, and I think as leaders too, we have the opportunity to set the tone early, set the foundation, set expectations. And so it's critical in everyone's development to share sometimes difficult pieces of information. Obviously it's great to share great information, But anytime you're having discussions on growing someone, developing someone, when you share things, you're saying things and you're doing things that, again, Maya Angelou said, you may forget about that. At the end of the
0: day, people remember how you made them feel. You know, I believe you and I can make the choice to establish or leave legacies that leave a lasting impact, a positive impact, but that's going to take intentionality strategic decision-making and wisdom on our part, right? I believe we can have a a heavy hand in that, but I believe, again, it's going to take our part in doing that. I think a lot of times when people pass away, right? Because that's what we're talking in a lot of ways with legacy. When is a legacy left? Oftentimes it's either one of two ways. It's either when you're retiring like from a company or entity that you've been at for many, many years, or you pass away. That's typically when you think about legacies and what we're talking about, what do we want to be remembered for, right? And oftentimes I feel like the end, quote unquote, and I'm not just talking about death, but the end is never planned. That's never a, a something you just think about because you think about here and now, the enjoyment you are having, your youth, where you're at, your vitality, the plans, the dreams, the ideas you've got right now, but you don't always think about the future. And I think with a legacy, I believe you and I have more control over our legacy than a lot of people think. I believe you and I can shape it. I believe that you and I have a heavy influence on it and what exactly we're remembered for.
1: I agree, Josh. I think you said the key word too, and that's intentionality. I mean, I know we've used that as a key word in multiple episodes, but it's so critical. Intentionality is critical to our development, to our growth. And, you know, specifically you talked about legacy and what we're going to be remembered for. But I also challenge, like, what about who we're going to be remembered for? You know, when we're young, we tend to spend a lot of time thinking about what we want to be when we grow up. When you're a child, when I was younger, what did I want to be? What did I want to be when I grew up? It's always, what do you want to be? It's never, who do you want to be? And so, you know, I think society kind of puts some pressure on us to some degree when even oftentimes whenever you're introduced to somebody, one of the first questions that often gets asked is, what do you do? And we can't allow our occupation to be synonymous with our identity. When in reality, the person that we are, who we are, the attributes that we have, the traits that we have, our character shapes who we are. And ultimately it can shape the legacy that we're creating.
0: It would almost be like the more important question is not what do you do, but who are you? Exactly. Who are you? Sure. And as you discover who you are, then you can have a chance to shape your legacy. Because once you discover, in my opinion, who you are, then your behavior follows that. Because who you believe you are is going to result in you acting according to what you believe. And as you act according to what you believe, it's through your behavior that a legacy is left. It's through your behavior that a legacy is, is definitely left for generation after generation. You know, I think about businesses and the legacy left of those founders, right? I think of Chick-fil-A and Truett-Cathley. You know, I think of the Hershey Company. I think of Ford Automotive. I think of Christian Brothers Automotive, right? I think of these companies that have had success around the nation, and some of those cases that I just mentioned around the globe, right, and Chick-fil-A and Fords, and even Hershey's uh, example that I mean, around the globe. And what I love about that is that all of their founders, in my opinion, took time to shape their legacy. They did so through their actions. They did so through their integrity. They did so in the way they conducted themselves. And as a result, they've all got legacies that we're talking about today. Long after the Hershey Company was founded, long after Chick-fil-A was started, we're still talking about them today. Our legacy should be the same way. We should be able to leave excellent legacies, all of us. We shouldn't stumble into success. We shouldn't somehow fall into to life in general, but we should leave excellent legacies. Leaders realize this. Leaders realize these three things, that legacies often require you to define your memory, number one. They often require you to define your memory. So in other words, how am I defining how I want to be remembered, right? You're taking the step as a leader to define your memory now. What do I want my memory to be right now? Number two, leaders also realize that legacies will often shape future generations. That's number two. Leaders realize that Legacies often will shape future generations. There's generation after generation after generation that are talking about the leaders of yesterday, right? It's almost kind of like you remember the leaders of yesterday, you look at the leaders of today, and you think about the leaders of tomorrow. Well, it's kind of the the same thing. We're still talking about the leaders of old. So your legacy shapes future generations. And then, number three, leaders realize that you have the ability to place an expiration date. On the work you've accomplished. You have that ability. Nobody else. You have the ability to stamp your work with longevity. To stamp your work with an expiration date that you say, hey, if I, my goal is to leave a legacy that lasts a long time for many generations. Well, I can do just that if I do the right things that's going to get me there. Our legacies can only be established once we understand the role we play in that and shaping them. And when we understand that and that we can take steps to establish a long-lasting legacy, that's when the going gets good, so to speak. That's when you're able to really leave an effective legacy. Sure. And, you know, Josh, we have the power to shape our
1: legacy. You know, I know I've shared this story in the past, but I I believe this topic warrants this share again. This is when, you know, my pastor mentioned how uh, recently the the National Science Foundation uh, did a secular study on thoughts, and how people have 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. So there are some people who have up to 60,000 thoughts per day, and 80% of those thoughts are negative. Wow. Say that again. How many thoughts and then what percentage is negative? So, so we'll use 60 as the example because that's, that's on the high end of things, but 60,000 thoughts per day, 80% of those thoughts are negative. So I, I wow. want to say that the math adds up 48,000 of those 60 are negative thoughts. That's some quick math. And 90, thank you, And 90% of those thoughts are recurring. And so that's scary when you think about it because think about how many thoughts we have per day and the majority of those thoughts based on the study are negative thoughts, but we do have the power to shape our thoughts. So when we can take control of our thoughts, it's critical to our legacy because our thoughts can ultimately dictate feelings and those feelings ultimately turn into actions and those actions can dictate our legacy. And so if we want to change our legacy, it begins with our thoughts, but we have to know and understand we have the power to take control of our thoughts.
0: That is so true, Josh. And I agree. I mean, even the scripture talks about that. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, as you believe, that's what you'll become. And and I believe there's steps we can take to shaping our legacy. I I believe that. And I believe number one, the first step we can take to shaping our legacy is first saying it starts with why. It starts with why, right? Simon Siddick wrote a book called It Starts With Why and that's what this was a playing words on was his book. It's a fantastic book. And I believe that it's essential that we know our purpose. That was the whole purpose of the book. He wrote that saying what is your why? What is it that makes you get up every day? What is the go-go behind your mojo, right? What is it that's motivating you? Why do we want to do what we do? What is the type of impact we want to leave? What is the area of life we want to impact? And I believe that's the first step to shaping our legacy is number one, you have to ask yourself, what is my why?
1: What or who, right? What or who is your why? What or who is your purpose? I think that motivation, it's externally driven. You know, I think you can get motivated quite often Motivation is also like a flame, and it comes and goes. And over time, that flame begins to disintegrate. But what's inspiring you? What or who is inspiring you? Because purpose ultimately trumps motivation. If you know what your why is or who your why is, if you know who or why, what your purpose is, that's inspiration that you need. When you have your why, you don't really need to be motivated because it's internally driven. Inspiration comes from within, and motivation
0: is an externally driven force. I love the difference between that. So motivation... You said comes and goes, inspiration does not. So our motivation is really rooted in our inspiration, but our inspiration is not rooted in our motivation. Is is that correct? It
1: sounds correct. I'll tell you this. Let's say you're leading somebody. Let's say you are working with somebody and you have a vision and you might even have a shared vision. But ultimately, if you're trying to inspire somebody, it has to come from within that person. You can motivate somebody all day long. That's an externally driven uh force right you can motivate somebody you can give them a pep talk and it can work but until they feel it from within and understand their own why and their own purpose behind what they're doing that is going to be like a flame that's going to come and go and you're going to regularly have to be motivating that person often whereas inspirations it's internal it's something that's going to drive them without the help of that external force
0: That is so true and something that I I agree with and really a, a key takeaway because on the subject of motivation, when we're trying to leave our legacy, like you said, that flame can go out, but it's that inspiration that keeps it going. So I love that. So who or what is your why? It starts with why and two steps you can even take under that. Once you realize what your why is, is number one, create a vision. In other words, create a plan behind that to achieve whatever your why, your purpose is. And then number two, create clear steps you can take to achieve them. Right. That's the second thing we can do is creating clear steps we can take to achieve the things that make up our why. So number one, it starts with why. How do we shape our legacy? That's the first thing. And then number two is making the tough decisions today that will establish your future tomorrow. We talked about that a few moments ago, that legacies aren't stumbled upon. But rather, they're a byproduct of decision-making, whether it's intentional or unintentional decision-making. Your legacy is established based on the decisions you're making today. It's up to us. If we're going to make those decisions today that will establish our future tomorrow, then we're setting ourselves up for success, and we're setting ourselves up for a legacy. But if we make decisions today that negatively impact our future, then we're looking at a legacy that we don't want to leave behind, that we don't want to be remembered for in future generations so we have to make the tough decisions today that are going to establish our future tomorrow and then number three the third step we could take to establish our legacy is we've got to invite others on our journey it's impossible to leave a legacy of significance without the help of others you know i don't care how high level of a leader you are, or, or maybe you think that, man, I, I don't even know if I've got leadership ability. You know, we've all got an inner circle, right? And we have the ability to shape that. And I believe as we shape our inner circle, we have to th- discover this. Number one, where is it that I want to go? What's the legacy I want to leave? And number three, who can I invite into my journey that's going to help me and serve me, but in the process, more importantly, I'm going to help them and serve them.
1: I think it helps hold us accountable too. You know, I think when we can invite people into our inner circle to help hold us accountable, accountability doesn't mean that we're losing credibility. And so we're human. We make mistakes. We're going to falter. We're not always going to live up to the expectations that we've set for ourselves or that someone has set for us. And so being able to have people around us to help hold us accountable
0: will help us stay on track in the legacy that we're creating. It's a safety net. It's a safety net to our actions and to our life. And I know personally, I can't put a value number on the people in my life who guard me, who hold me accountable, who dream bigger than me, who, who see bigger than me, who have a bigger vision, a larger worldview, maybe more wisdom in a certain area. I am so grateful for those relationships. And I know, you know, for me personally, is, is I'm running and chasing after my goals personally, professionally, and helping others achieve their goals as well, I know that it's going it's to take people to get it done. So in review, three steps we can take to shaping our legacy as leaders is this. Number one, let's remember our why. What is our why? Number two, let's make the tough decisions today that will establish our future tomorrow. And then number three, let's invite others to our journey and where we're at in life, and where we're going in life. Invite others to the party. And I believe if we do this, we're going to leave a legacy that matters. We're going to leave a legacy that has lasting impact, and we're going to live a satisfied life. And that is what the leader sees in legacy. So before we close today, I want to leave you with these encouraging words. From Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. May we all leave a legacy that lasts a lifetime, generation after generation. So until next time, I'm Josh Hitchcock reminding you to keep leading well.